Blog Talk Radio. Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survivor Radio. It's the 16th day of February, 2018, 7.30 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States, and we're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Let's go before the Lord of Prayer before we get into our text today. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you once more for an opportunity. Lord, we lift you up today that all men might be drawn into you. And we ask you today that you'd anoint your word and go forth and do that what you sent it to do. And Father, during these times that we live upon this earth, times as you predicted, you said they'd be peerless times. You said that men's hearts would fail them for what they see coming upon the face of this earth. <clears throat> and Lord, according to your scriptures, we are at the end of this age, and we know that no one knows the hour or the day, but Lord, we see a lot of things coming to pass. And you said, when we see these things come to pass, look up, for our redemption draws nigh, where you will redeem us back to yourself completely, where the Bible declares that mortality will be no more, but it'll put on immortality. And Lord, that we will be glorified in your holy and your righteous name. And you said, Lord, in my Father's house are many mansions, if not so, I would have told you. Lord, you said you go to prepare a place for us, that where you are, Lord, that we shall also be. And we thank you, Lord, for your plan of salvation. We thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us, and we ask you to move today in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Our text today taken from the book of Psalms, the psalmist David speaking in Psalms 25. Speaking in Psalms 25, a prayer of distress, so to speak, a prayer for guidance, <clears throat> for protection. Uh, you know, we see David as the king of Israel. We see, you know, his his high place, but uh, with, with high places comes much required. The Bible says much given, much required. Uh, David, the king, warrior, some even say he was a priest, I don't know. I know the Bible declares he went into the temple and ate the shoe bread. But this man, this man of God, uh, weak, frail, as we all are, failures as we all have, but yet his confidence and his trust was completely in God. The Bible declares that David was a man after God's own heart 
And he got into many scrapes and many troubles. He was out of place a lot of times. He was where he shouldn't be. We read in, 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 the, in the Word of God where he was at a place called Ziglag. He was rubbing elbows with the Philistines and shouldn't have been there out of the will of God. But yet God, through his providence, through his mercy, through his grace, listen to me today. Nothing David did except trust him. Nothing wasn't a sacrifice. He, he said, I'll give you a sacrifice of praise. And, and, and of course, in, in those days, we know the, the sacrificial system. But David's heart, the Bible declares, was after God. As a deer, he said, pants after the water. So does my soul pant after you. Man, the Bible says, was born to serve God. The whole duty of man is to worship and praise God Almighty. We were made in his image to have fellowship with God. But yet we see a world, for the most part, that's totally out of fellowship with God. They don't know him. They don't know how to get to him. And and they conjure and they write and they, they write doctrines and theses and, and they seek knowledge and they 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 go here and they go there and they go on to in, in, into depths where they really don't need to be and trying to find this utopia, this place where there's fellowship with even their God. But we know there's only one God, one Lord, one baptism. We are not polytheistic. We are monotheistic. We believe in one God Almighty above every other so-called little g gods. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So the psalmist, apparently in trouble again, in trouble, in a place of high, what the modern day world calls stress or distress. Paul talked about it. For we were in distress. We were troubled on every side. We were perplexed. He said, he said, there's times that we were even overtaken by, by fear, but we were cast down but not forgotten. That in the worst of times that God, listen to me this morning, is still God. That whatever your circumstance is this morning, God is still God. We talked about laws and spiritual laws yesterday, and, and, and nothing can, can, can remove the spiritual laws that God has put in place under the everlasting covenant, which is only through Jesus Christ. For we look under the author and the finisher of our faith. We look under the one who made a way where there is no way. Who are we, the psalmist said, that you are mindful of us? If we got our just dues, where would we be today unmerited grace is unmerited favor by which me and you cannot earn can't read enough scriptures we can't say enough prayers we can't do enough fasting to earn the grace of god it's freely given for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish and we don't we don't discourage uh, Christian disciplines, these things need to be done. They're scriptural, but they certainly will not bring you salvation. They certainly will not bring you back into fellowship 
with God Almighty. Maybe there are those today that once knew him. You know what the Bible declares? That once a man has went back, the Bible declares that God is married to a backslider. That he will continue to pull in God. Listen, you don't know the mercies of God. They are, the Bible declares they are renewed every day. But you can't give up. You can't give up. You can't. It's so, such a temptation in the age in which we live because people are getting weary and tired. But the Bible says don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary in trusting God. Know that if he doesn't answer today, then he'll answer in the future that he'll keep every promise. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And the way that our strength is renewed is by completely depending upon his. I've heard it taught uh, Derek Prince, if you ever get a chance to listen to his, his uh, teaching on the exchange at the cross, what happened at the at the cross that we had nothing to give but God gave his son that what he has we have we just give him ourselves we give ourselves <clears throat> pardon me as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable before God which is our reasonable service the psalmist says I'm in distress I'm in trouble but yet my confidence, we, we uh, uh, had it on our broadcast a few weeks ago that, that, that our times are in his hands. The chronos, the, the everyday time, and then the kairos, the appointed time. They're all in the hands of God. So the Bible declares that by no means will anybody or anything pluck him out of, pluck us out of his hands. Paul said, I'm persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Paul said, I am persuaded that which I have committed unto him, he's able to keep against that day that he's able to fulfill his promises. Dot every I, and cross every T, and put a period at the end of every sentence. He's our incoming and our outgoing, our present help in the time of trouble call upon the name of the lord and the bible says you shall be saved those that trust him we're talking about the day will not be ashamed we're confounded in the days to come and in a world that is is every day filling up with more and more confusion the spirit of god in our life will sort it out and there'll be a light the bible says his word is a lamp unto our feet a light unto our path that he will lead us and guide us by the Holy Spirit of God into all of his truth and all of his righteousness, the Holy Spirit, the one that comes alongside, the paraclete, the helper, that Jesus promised that I would send one that would lead you and guide you and into all truth and all righteousness, that will teach you and comfort you in every need and every situation and every circumstance. So we go to Psalms 25. And David says unto thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul unto thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul? 
We see a confidence. We we see one that is 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 only stable in God. The only stability that we have is in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The only help, the only hope. Song says, "Turn unto Jesus." He won't reject you, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, the Bible says, shall be saved. So he says, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul. Romans ten thirteen says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A few scriptures says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty, he had that confidence to raise his son, Jesus Christ, from the grave. Do you believe that he came up on the third day? Do you believe he appeared unto many men for around 40 days? And do you believe that he ascended and the angel of the Lord said, in like manner he shall descend? Do you love his appearing? Are you looking for him? And while we occupy, we didn't go to a cave somewhere and, and get in a corner and, 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 and hunker down, so to speak, but we occupy, we preach his gospel until he comes, but make no mistake about it. He is coming. And the signs of the times are all around us. And I've heard people say for years, and I've heard, you know, I probably said to myself, well, I've heard this all of my life. Well, it's closer now than it's ever been. The reconciliation of all things, the restitution of all things is coming. This world as we know it is coming to an end. For this age, the world will never end. This earth will never be destroyed, but simply renovated. The future of the Christian, those that put their trust as a psalmist David, is bright. <laughs> Although we do not grab a hold of, we believe, we have faith. We call those things that are not as though they were. And the Bible says, Abraham regarded not his body, his dead body, regarded his wife's dead body, but believed God for the promise at the age of 90 plus that they, they, they brought forth a child, the promise of God, which was Isaac. They waited. Job said, I'll wait all the days of my life for my change. It's the hardest thing we do is to wait we want it now, especially this generation. We want everything now. We live in a microwave generation where people stand in front of the microwave and scream. We've got fast foods, and they're not fast enough. And we, you know, we, we we live in a world where we expect everything to be right at the tip of our fingers. And we live in a generation that by no means will wait. See, the kingdom of God, everything is opposite. Up is down. Down is up. If you exalt yourself, then you'll be tore down. If you let God exalt you, if you humble yourself, then you'll be exalted. Opposite, see. They said, under the Lord, under thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul. So we must approach him, the Bible says, in Psalms 24 and 4. It says, he that hath clean hands. And approach him and a pure heart listen who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully now we approach God in this age only only through Jesus Christ the sacrificial system is no longer enforced at 
this time. So how does God speak to his people? Well, I've read, read the scripture along. We'll read it again this morning. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets in times past. By the prophets. There's still prophets today. Yes, Bible ministry is still in effect and alive and well. But those prophets spoke of one to come. Prophets today speak of the one that's already come and is here and sits at the Father's right hand right now. Half in these last days, the writer said, spoken unto us. This our generation, our time in 2018. By his son, spoken unto us, listen, only by his son. So we don't read the Old Testament? Of course we do. Because in the Old Testament, he's concealed. In the Old Testament, we have types and shadows. We had the prophets that spoke the, the marvelous way that God has tied the books of the Bible together to bring out Jesus Christ and him crucified. In the Old Testament, he's concealed. In the New, he is revealed. So we preach Jesus Christ and we preach him crucified. That's our message. That's the gospel. We don't preach another Jesus. We preach him crucified. We preach his blood. We preach that he'll justify us and progressively sanctify us. And in the future, he will certainly glorify us if we hold on. If our confidence that the psalmist David was, was, I lift my soul unto you. So happened in these last days, Hebrews 1-2, spoken unto us by his son, whom hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world's. Being the brightness of his glory and expressing him as his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. How many things is he upholding? All things. Man, that's something. By the word of his power. When he had by, listen, by himself. Any other way? Anybody else paid for your salvation? Anybody else died? It wouldn't do him any good anyhow. There's only... The blood of Jesus is the only perfect blood, the only perfect Lamb of God that was slain, the Bible declared, before the foundation of the world. And and the writer says, He hath by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand. <laughs> My, the majesty, capital M-A-J-E-S-T-Y, on high, where he is right now, <clears throat> waiting with a word from the Father to set into place the restitution of all things. Timing, I don't particularly know. I'm certainly not a Bible scholar, but I am a Bible reader. And when you see these things come to pass, as I repeat myself, as I do often, look under the hills when cometh your redemption. So he says, you got to come to him with clean hands and a pure heart only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9, 11 through 14 says, but Christ being a high priest, there we go, a high priest, listen, of good things to come. See, the theme of Hebrews is better. Better than what? Better than the law. Better than the old sacrificial system. 
For the blood of bulls and goats by no means can eradicate and take away sin. It was simply something they did every year, an atonement. For the life is in the blood, and I will put the blood upon the mercy seat for an atonement for your sins. But the Bible says Jesus once went behind the veil and put his blood on the mercy seat. Therefore, the veil was ripped from top to bottom, giving me and you access into the Holy of Holies, by which we can bring our supplications and our petitions. But we're boldly, the Bible says, because of our rights and because of who we are, because we're priestly, no, because he is our high priest who went before us, and if God before us, who can be against us today? Confidence. We need that today. And I'm I'm sorry to say this. But I feel that all this this uh, backbiting in the body of Christ. You know, we need unity. Is everybody right? No. Is everybody right all the time? Definitely not. But I mean, when people's agenda is to constantly tear down another part of the body because of disagreement on doctrinal reasons. Now listen, listen to me. We can get eschatology wrong. We can get a lot of things wrong, time frames. But if we get Jesus Christ wrong, then we've missed it. We've missed the mark. So the church needs to get back to the gospel, preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. But I'm so sorry to say that I see a world and the church world that is motivated by their own agenda most of the time. Most of the time. Hmm. But the Bible declares that in the last days there will be isms and schisms. That even coming into the church will be those who will be wolves in sheep's clothing. Not, not everybody says, Lord, Lord, will enter in. But we must preach Jesus Christ and we must preach him crucified. He is the gospel. Everything else falls under him. Eschatology, end times teaching, everything else. Know today that he is Lord. Look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lift him up, as Moses said, that or the word of God says, as Moses lifted up the brazen serpent in the wilderness, so Jesus Christ is lifted up, and all men be drawn unto him. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. The Bible says he's a stone made without hands. That is to say, not of this building. Listen. Hebrews 9, 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, oh my, but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal, listen, eternal redemption, never-ending redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh once a year, how much more? Shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal offered himself, listen, without spot to God, 
Who did he offer himself to? To God, to satisfy the wrath of an almighty God. For God gave his son. Jesus laid down his life. Jesus come and done the perfect will of the Father. He came to die on a cross. He also came to be resurrected on the third day to sit as our high priest is right now at the right hand of God forever making intercession for me and you. The Bible declares he's touched with our infirmities. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? It says, we'll purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Where there's a metamorphosis, there's a change that takes place once you have an encounter with Jesus Christ. It only comes through his blood. Through his blood. So he said, I call upon you, Lord. My confidence is in you. Verse 2 says, oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed or don't let me be confounded don't let me be confused don't let the enemy get me going in different directions don't let me be ashamed disappointed said confounded dry don't let it be too long But he says, I trust thee. I trust thee. So our confidence, his confidence was in God Almighty. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, 5, for there's one God. Listen, one God and one mediator. Check it out. One. How many? One. Well, I don't believe the Bible. Well, that doesn't change anything. What you don't believe in, don't, don't, don't change anything except in your life. <laughs> you know what the Bible says about the heart of man? It's the, most, it's the most deceptive thing in us is the heart. People say, well, I go by my heart or I go by my conscience. Don't, don't, don't do that. Go by what the word of God says. For there is one God. Listen, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, and one mediator. Go between, one that reconciles, only through the blood of Jesus Christ, between God and men, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Mm. Hebrews 7, 26 through 27, it says, For such a high priest became us who is holy, is that word again, high priest, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. Man, <laughs> what is he? He's harmless. First of all, he's holy. Read Isaiah chapter 6, what Isaiah looked at what, and what changed his life forever when he come in contact with a thrice holy God who demands, by the way, holiness. The Bible says without holiness, no man shall see God. So how can we and me and you be holy? We can't. But the one that we believe in, the one that redeemed us, the one that washed in, in, in his blood has made us righteous. For we are the righteousness of Jesus Christ, of the spiritual law. He's holy. He's harmless. He's undefiled. Separate. 
look, listen now, separate from sinners. If Jesus would uh, come back today and to some of the temples, so to speak, would he break out the whip again? Okay. And made higher than the heavens. Listen. For unto him was given all dominion and all power. For all things in heaven and in earth and things below the earth he has dominion over. The Bible says in Colossians that, that at the cross that 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 he he every power of darkness he brought them to an open shame. He confounded them at the cross. The Bible says we've been translated out of darkness into his glorious light through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 7.27, who needed not daily as those high priests who offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered himself up. Now, here we see a, 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 a reference to the old priest, the priest, the fleshly priest, who had to offer for their own sins and then the people's. But he just didn't need to do that because the Bible says he was the perfect lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So David had perfect confidence. He said that that God will not let me be ashamed. Second Timothy one two one twelve, sorry, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded, he's talking here, Paul, that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. That day when the reconciliation of all things, where the Bible says the world is heading for two judgments, the saints of God at the judgment seat of Christ and the rest of the world don't receive him, reject him. The Bible declares at the white throne where all dead will be resurrected to stand before a thrice holy God who will be justified in doing what he does. But I am persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. So we pray in the name of Jesus. For there's power in that name. For it is the name above every name. The name of Jesus. The world will push a generic God, but you go mention Jesus and they get rattled. They start to perspire and they start to get mad and they start to growl. <laughs> Maybe they don't growl, but you know what I'm saying. They, it offends them because the cross is an offense to many. Some a stumbling block, <clears throat> some an offense, some it's foolishness. So John sixteen twenty three to twenty six says, and in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye ask in the ask the Father in my name, in Jesus' name, just say it in Jesus' name, He will give you. Hitherto, Eve asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in proverbs, or parables, but the time cometh 
when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly the Father. The Bible declares, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead here in Psalms 25, 14. I don't know if we'll get that far, but I want, I want to read the scripture. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. <laughs> the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he says here, these things have I spoken in your Proverbs, in John 16, verse 25. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. And that day ye shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. What a promise. So here we see the intercessory work of Jesus Christ. We see him as the mediator between God and man. So he says, oh, my God, I'll trust in you. I'll trust in you, and you will not let me be ashamed. Psalms 34, 8 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. Listen, blessed. Blessed coming in. Blessed going out. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the country. Blessed wherever you are. Is the man that trusts. What powerful. If you trust in him. You're blessed. The book of Revelation, the only book in the Bible that gives you that 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 pours out a blessing for just reading it. Okay. Think about it today. Verse three. I'm sorry, let's go back to verse two at I finished the last part of it. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Here here we see the pressure of battle. Now David fought physical battles, and I know he fought spiritual battles. And in both realms, he trusted in God. He asked of God, even as Ziglag, probably out of the will of God. God allowed it, I guess. He, he surely did. His own men were ready to stone him, and he said, Shall I pursue? They asked God. We see when Joshua went into the promised land, they got in trouble when they went to battle at Ai and didn't ask God. Had to come back and re had to come back and ask, and God said, Well, they're sent in the camp. Okay. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Verse three. Yet let none that wait on thee, there's that word again, be ashamed, be confounded, be confused, be torn down. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, for this is the heritage of those that know the Lord. Study heritage. Mm. For we are recipients of grace, wonderful, marvelous grace and mercy. <clears throat> Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Psalms twenty-seven fourteen says, "Wait on the Lord." Uh oh, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thy heart. <laughs> wait, He says it again. I say, on the Lord from experience. 
This is out of Psalm 27, which is a, a, a psalm of David of complete confidence. For my times, he said, are in your hands. This is why God loved him, because he believed him. Why did, why did God speak to Moses and Abraham? Because, because they believed him. Abraham believed, and the Bible says it was counted unto him as righteousness. Verse 4. So before we go to verse 4, let's go back and um, read Psalms 41 and 3. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me. And I heard my and he heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of a mire clay and set my feet upon a rock, established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust the Lord. Wow. That's good. Your trust is in him. Bible says cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Verse 4 says, show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Teach me thy paths. Let your word be a lamp unto my feet. In Isaiah 40, 28-31, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength, even the youth shall faint, be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and shall walk and not faint. That other psalm. I'm sorry, that's out of Isaiah. That's the prophet wrote. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Show me thy ways. And when you ask that, then he'll show you your ways. He'll search you and clean you and purge you. I believe the psalmist wrote, purge me with your hyssop. Purge me with your blood. Cleanse me as only you can do. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than yours. So when, you, when, when we ask him to show us his ways, then it takes the Spirit of God to comprehend such a thing. Because we, can not, we cannot, certainly our intellect can't be compared with an almighty God. Because the intellect that we have comes from him. And although men can be certainly smart, that intellect's limited. Because <laughs> his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Exodus thirty three thirteen says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, show me thy way. Moses please speaking, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. Wow. Thou might find grace in our sight. Consider that this nation is thy people. This is Moses praying. 
Verse 5, back to Psalms 25, verse 5, Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all day. How long? All day. <laughs> all day, not part of the day. Believe him in the morning and forget about it in the afternoon and walk in disbelief half a day and believe. No, no, constant in belief in what God says. Talking to a dear saint of God last night, well, my mother-in-law and, and dear saint of God. And, and in her older years, she, she said, I believe God for my healing. <laughs> and she's believed God all these years. And not one time has he ever failed her. Not one time has he ever left her. That's our confidence today. Don't put your confidence in governments and men and organizations. Don't even put your confidence in religious organizations and denominations. Certainly don't put your confidence in preachers. But you put your confidence in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Look unto him. I'm going to repeat that scripture again. The author and the finisher of your faith. Trust him today. Trust him today. Verse 6, remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, <laughs> which he does. For they have been ever of old. A memorial. Everywhere the Israelites went, God said, put a rock here for remember what I've done here. Tell your children what I've done at the Red Sea. Tell your children what I've done at the Jordan when the banks were overflowing and how I, I heaped up the waters and you come over on dry land. Tell them that I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Paul and Isaiah and all the patriarchs and all Peter and all the disciples. He is a God that never changes. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life, and no man come to the Father except it be through me. Verse 7, remember not the sins of my youth. Prayer of repentance. I said a prayer of repentance. Nor my transgressions, we all have them, have had them have them according to the mercy remember thou me he says don't remember my sins but remember me come on what's the bible say about when we repent that our sins are as far as the east is from the west that god no longer remembers them god himself forgets your sins why? Because when he sees us, he sees the blood. He doesn't see us and our failures. <clears throat> Isaiah thirty-eight seventeen, Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul <clears throat> delivered it from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. Wow, that's something disregarded them, tossed them to the side. No longer pertinent, no longer relevant. 
of the powers of dark. Satan won't, won't let you forget him. One of his greatest weapons is, is, is he holds, holds our feet to, to our past. But we're not children of the past. We're children of the future. What's gone is gone. What's done is done. What did Paul say? I count it all but lost. For I pressed it, pressed into this gospel with the high mark of, a, of the high calling, forgetting all those things in the past, forgetting all my failures, forgetting the fact that I was a persecutor of the church of God, and I murdered in the name of God. Listen to me. He failed. But yet when he found Jesus Christ, he found grace and forgiveness, and so do we. Something else. Love of God. Psalms 103.12 says, As far as east from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us to no longer be relevant. Well, what can I do to appease, to, to, to cover my sins? Nothing. Give your heart and life to Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can forgive sin. John the best said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Lord, just forget my sin, which he does. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by, by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. But now, the day we live in, all things are purged by blood. By the blood of Jesus Christ, the purging factor in a Christian's life is the blood. Plead the blood. I've heard people say, well, I don't think we need to plead the blood. Well, they're wrong. The blood is the nucleus of our salvation. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Verse 8, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he will teach sinners in the way. Good and upright is the Lord. God is righteous. In 1 John 1, 7, But he walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from sin. Psalms 92, 15, To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. For God is upright, he's just, he's kind, and he teaches sinners the way. Verse 9 says, the meek will he guide. The meek will he guide. Meekness is, the Bible declares in, in, in the Beatitudes, is, is will inherit the earth. Meek and lowly. You know, the Bible in Numbers 12, the Bible talks about Moses as being a humble man who the humblest man at that time on the face of the earth was Moses as far as what I can read the scriptures. So he was meek. He was meek. Psalms 140, 149 and 4, for the Lord take a pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Read that again. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people he will beautify the meek with salvation. 
about that today. What's it say in Matthew 5, 5? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Verse 10 says, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. Unto such as keep... mm -mm, Look out now. Unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. What's the blood of the Lamb? The covenant. And by our testimony. Testifying what the blood of the Lamb does in our lives. And we love not our lives to the death. Revelation 12. Think about that today. Oh, the Word of God's good. The Word of God is good. The Bible calls the covenant that Jesus made at the cross the everlasting covenant. The everlasting covenant. Romans 8, 1 through 2, says, Therefore, now no condemnation. There's another spiritual law. We talked about this yesterday. To them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me and you free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8.11 said, But the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell on you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit and dwell in you. This is talking about the covenant. Unto them that keep a covenant. Those that look on, repeat that scripture again. Unto the one, the author, and the finisher of our faith. Verse 11. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity. <laughs> Prayer of repentance. For it is great. For it is great before me. My sins are forever before me. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9 says, For by grace ye are saved, through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works. Pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Verse 12, What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Verse 13, his soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed, his children, his grandchildren, shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me. For, listen, the the psalmist said this, for I am desolate and afflicted. This man for God's own heart was desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all of my sins. See what has to be first? God, we repent. Repentance must be the forerunner. What 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 did John the Baptist say? Repent and be ye baptized. He was crying for repentance even before Jesus came. Change your ways. Verse 19 of Psalms 25, Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they that hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul, 
Oh, keep my soul. I'm going to say that again. Oh, keep my soul, this prayer, wonderful prayer, and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed. Is that word again? Let me not be confounded or put to shame, for I put my trust in thee. Boy, I tell you, this is great. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Jude says to contend for the faith that was once given unto the saints. Now, Psalmist David is a perfect example of one that trusted God. Abraham, all the prophets, Moses trusted in God. Psalms 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. For the fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Proverbs 1.33, But whoso hearken unto me shall listen, shall dwell safely. We live in a time and an age when people are looking for security. Turn on your news. See what's going on. We need to learn to that quiet place. But also, whoso hearken unto me shall dwell in safety and shall be quiet from fear and evil. That's powerful. Solomon wrote that. Matthew sixteen eighteen. I say unto thee, Jesus speaking, Thou art Peter upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Reflecting the new covenant, reflecting the fact of the church without spot and without wrinkle, because he's without spot and without wrinkle. No guy was found in his mouth, the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the Lord. Hebrews 8.13, and that he saith the new covenant, he hath made the first old... <laughs> Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away or be fulfilled. Never eradicated, simply fulfilled. Study this. Study Psalms 25. It'll lift your spirit. It'll give you confidence today that you need in Christ. Confidence to cope. We live in a world where people aren't coping well. There's days it's hard to cope. But we look unto the way maker. We look unto the heart changer. We look unto the one that can actually make a difference in our life, and that's Jesus Christ. These Old Testament psalmists, these Old Testament saints, Old Testament prophets and leaders, they saw Jesus. The Bible declares Abraham, Jesus said to the, to the Pharisees, he says, he says, if you were a a, a child, truly a child of Abraham, you would know me because Abraham saw my day and rejoiced therein. Huh. Get your head up today. All of us need to get our head up. Listen, we need to pray. I need your prayers. You need you need prayers. We need people that actually care. I believe I believe intercession is one of the more called lost art, but something that's lost in the body of Christ anymore is people getting together and interceding. We see examples of this all through the Bible. Abraham interceded for Lot as Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus is our great intercessor, constantly making intercession for us. Sometimes we just need to lay our troubles aside 
and help somebody else bear theirs. My grandmother used to tell me, you could always look at your situation and find somebody that's a lot worse off, going through a greater battle, a greater struggle. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. But while we're in this world, we've got to preach Jesus Christ and reflect him and be an example before him and pray for one another, pray for our nation. Pray for the pain and the sorrow that's in this in this nation, the loss of life, the horrible things that goes on, and the things we don't even hear about. We live in a fallen world. Second Corinthians four four says the God of this world has blinded many. Little G, the God of this world has blinded many. They blinded their hearts. Many of them follow after him. The Bible says you can't serve two masters and be true. You'll love the one and you'll hate the other. You can't eat from the table of God and the table of demons at the same time. God will, God, God will not allow, allow you to enjoy two communions. You must choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Make a choice today in Jesus' name. If you don't know him today, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. That God Almighty raised him from the dead, call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved by his stripes, you are healed, and he was chastised for your peace of mind and my peace of mind today. Remember, pray for one another. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And we thank you today that we can have a confidence in your word and your power and your spirit. And we ask you, Lord, to touch, heal, and deliver today, God, to save souls, to heal bodies, to change lives today. Let 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 people's eyes be turned unto you that you might give them hope. You said in your word that hope is an anchor of the soul, or you called it a helmet, that which protects our mind. Because the mind's the battleground, Lord, we know that. Touch the minds of the people today. You said in the last days, Lord, you said many will come to deceive and to tear down. You said, beware, but you be not deceived. God, help us today to, through your word, through praying, seeking your face, to have discernment. As the sons of Ishkakar, who had discernment to know what to do for Israel. God, give, lead us and guide us by your spirit, which you said he would do, if we yield ourselves completely unto you. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.